Uh, is it recording? Okay. So uh, I'll edit whatever. So I'm just going to, I'll start now. Okay. Welcome to Wake the Dead. Today's guest, we have William Ramsey. William is an attorney, author, and researcher. He has written Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11, and the New World Order, Abomination, Devil Worship, and Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders, Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity, Global Death Cult, The Order of Nine Angles, Adam Waffen, and the Slaughter of Innocents. Uh, he, he made five documentaries, Occult Hollywood, Volume 1, Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11, and the New World Order, The Smiley Face Killers, Who is Abducting and Murdering Young Men in the U.S. and U.K., The Slaughter Continues, and Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity. He is a Christian with the intent to expose the darkness in the present time. And it's pretty dark in these times. Welcome, William. Thank you for joining us on Wake the Dead. John, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Awesome. Today, I wanted to discuss uh, something that you've done lots of research on. Uh, I've been listening to you for years and years, and um, I'm so thankful for what you've done. You know, you've shown me many, many things that I've uh, I wouldn't have looked at. You know, under many stones that uh, that you've been turning. And I appreciate what you've been doing, and I thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, well, today, one of the things that you researched uh, a lot is uh, Order of Nine Angles. And this is a satanic philosophy, I guess, that is propagated online. Um, it, uh, they, they claim to be the only satanic order that is actually uh they authentic they, they, they think they're yeah. the only authentic ones right yeah. exactly according to the ona genuine satanists involve themselves with the real world in real situations with real people and real danger and they say the ona is the only avowedly satanic association which is practicing or disposed to practice evil actually or potentially harmful, destructive, disastrous, pernicious, baleful. This is from their website. Mal uh, malicious, mischievous, sly, bad in moral character, disposition, hard, difficult, misleading, deadly, amoral, malevolent, and offensive. All the other ones don't rate in all those levels. So I guess they're the true... True evil ones. Their ego. I mean, like basically, Satanism is ego overrun. Like, True. you know, Perfect. the the the, uh, the ideology, and these guys really push it to the max. I'll tell you that. <laughs> In their writing, no doubt. Yes, I would. Yes, and uh, I, my main focus, I guess, I wanted to speak about how that writing is propagated for free online. There are no. I mean, there are, I guess, brick and mortar places eventually, but it starts with the seed of the ideology that's in these books. And then people who are susceptible to that, pick them up, read them. And, you know, their, um, their biases are confirmed and they are led gradually down this path of satanification, I guess. 
and it's like a de-evolution devolution of their brains uh and then it causes them to to actually do acts of evil in the world and in so doing this poisons the world for everybody yes good point yes um, I likened it. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Evil Dead, but there's like a possessed yes. book that, yes. that opens everything. The Necronomicon. Happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like that, <laughs> but this is, I think, worse. Like, cause, because it's, yes. it's, a, it's a, you meant said the word philosophy. It is, it's, it's philosophical in its views. It's not, if you read some of these other books like Temple, uh, Church of Satan, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the sophistication of the ONA. And that's where the differentiation, I think, between this group and other groups. Right. Other I've ever read the OTO. Right. Of right. And they're, um, they are generally the same as the other groups in that they, they are ego driven, like I said earlier, and they are uh, by nature morally relative and they are social Darwinists and they, they believe in eugenics where they actually commit the culling themselves with their own hands. Uh, they're so dedicated to purifying the race of the, the living on the planet. Right. Exactly. Could you, could you speak about that? How, uh, how is it that they, um, like, I guess they're, they're, they, they believe that they're doing good with this eugenics and then they're, they're doing evil in in matter of fact i mean can you can you talk about this cognitive dissonance that they have yeah it is it is remarkable and i think that what's curious about them is they had the same ego or pridefulness that the nazis did where they were going to make the decision like gods about life or death for other people yes. and so if you in certain parts of my book you can see according to their doctrines like there's a difference between writing and practice but at least in writing you know they're talking about the people who aren't them, they think they're a very select group and everybody else like this dross, right? And it's yes. a large party. So, but they call the rest of us the homo hubriati, like we're the arrogant one, but they right. have this view of arrogance. And I think, I think like this is really a post-Nazi, post-Crowley. So they have this fusing of this philosophies together. Right. And I think so they've, somebody intelligent has, has learned from the past and created this new kind of new order. Uh, right. you know, which it's called, but it's, but I think like you can see the sophistication, at least in like how they select the offer, how they select the sacrifice, right? You're supposed to go out and just test these people and meet, make sure that they're the right person for whatever reason that you feel, according to the ONA, they should right. be offed, right? Yes. So, they, they choose from their satanic perspective right. and they, they test the individual to uh, see how they act and with their action is the fruit of their true essence, their self, you know, and if like uh, they'll set up a rape of some woman, an innocent woman. And if the person doesn't go and save the girl, then they will murder and take him away and murder him, you know, but if he saves a girl and he's a valiant man and he's got courage and, you know, right. and courage so is have- a satanic thing for them too. Like if weakness is Jesus and courage is, uh, you know, Satan, they, they're, they're skewed in that way. Very Sorry. true. No, but it's about like, they have personal honor. So it's like, how is this person an honorable person? If they're not, right. 
get rid of them. But if they are, but it's according to their own terminology. So there really are the actors of the evolutionary process. Yes. I mean, you don't, I mean, we know like certain, well, the really thing that attracted me and got me started writing this book were actual real events in real world. So uh, William Von Nudigem in Toronto killed some guy. Meltzer was an army guy who tried to kill his platoon or whatever, his army group. Mm-hmm. And there were other things happening around the world and Adam Wappen. So uh, that's, you can kind of see that this is, these ideas are somehow making it into real world events. So I, you know, not, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. There's evidence that it is apparent and real. Like, correct. And you and can even actually the, go- even the smiley face killers could be, uh, you know, I guess there's no exact direct link between smiley face killers. and, But I mean, it all, it all fits. Like, I guess I shouldn't have brought them up okay. because it's not a direct no, link. Uh, all right. I'm, all the evidence that I have is in the book. So I have no right. evidence that these guys are involved in this other thing. But this came to my attention late, I think it was August 2020. And it fits into some of the ideas of what ha- what's happening with the smiley face killers, which is they're out at night, focus on the men. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff, the, the writings in their in their writings are about guys going to bars or going out in the evening and right. causing Perce- mayhem and madness. Perceived dross. Right. Like so, and people. right. But there may be other groups that I don't know. I know of a group that I don't even know it's internal mechanics. It's called the Black Dragon Group. And it's a satanic group. And you can see the same tattoo on these different people. I have no idea what their internal doctrines are. Right. So ONA, I can find out because you can read their documents, right? Because they put them out online, just like you right. said. Yes. But So there may be some other groups doing this. I, I don't have any idea, I but know. the similarities are there. And, this, and unfortunately, you can see some of my research, like there is the smiley face associated with the ONA, like they used to have it on a couple of their websites. Right. I remember these. And then there was also what I think is a totally inspired music video by Ed Sheeran called bad habits, which has the smiley face balloons in it. So the motif is there. There's the other things like just because it's all in writing, you don't know like secret orders have their own ideas. So they're only within the ONA. They're talking about the oral tradition, a U R A L stuff. That's only talked about. So yeah, you get some insights, but I don't know what the internal mechanics are. But I know that right. they're global; like they're talking to each other across, you know, jurisdictions yes. and countries and stuff like that. And this is only possible because of the internet. That's that's how this this virus can spread from one mind to another. You know, it really is kind of a virus. I think that that's it. Like, there's it infiltrates other occult groups. So like there are cultists who believe that through insight roles, they should infiltrate other groups. So like the way it's designed is just, I mean, I think the virus is a perfect analogy, like right. come in, infiltrate, influence with ONA values, morph it, create right. this accelerationism, like the murders and deaths are towards an end. Right. It goes back to kind of like this, these ideas of uh, Spang Oswald Spangler and Francis Parker Yaki. If you want to get into the philosophy, it comes from the fascist philosophy. But you're supposed to accelerate things to get to the end where you can take over. Right. So the accelerationism and the violence and the creation of something is to to the end. And in a lot of ways, you could kind of see that similarity that the Nazi party had really came to power through the breakdown of the Weimar Republic. So they kind of accelerated. There were very poor 
something bad happened, which was the depression. And so it allowed them to garner a lot more influence. So this dark event, the depression, which wiped out people's money and stuff like that was a boon to the Nazi party, right. as well as kind of the weakness of, or the perceived weakness of the Weimar Republic. So. Right. It was like a destruction even further of Germany to ripen them for this Hitler and Hilarian ideal. To, I mean, I mean, like they were, in, there were entire families that were prostituting themselves, you know, and all of Europe would take their money there because the German money was worthless so for a couple dollars, you could buy an entire family. You know, it's just really... a terrible things were happening. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'm very critical of the Nazis, but what the background of what created World War II was founded in World War One at the end, right? With with the massive inflation, people got wiped out. They had to inflate to pay off these war bills, and yeah. it pissed everybody off. It made Hitler angry, but it, he was riding a social movement as well. People right. are eating nothing and all their value, their money is valueless. So yeah. then they went through these traumatic times. Hitler does the putsch in what, 24 and then the depression. And then you get what happens. He comes into power, what, 32, 33. And it this was a disaster from the beginning all the yeah. way to the end of World War II. Yeah. So I, I think it's important because this group idolizes that background so that whole thing about coming to power like the nazis is very similar i mean they have the year of Fian, right so hitler's birthday is their t- dating time 1889 right right he's like a- he's almost deified to them like they they see his time as one of the moments in history where um where their ideology came to fruition correct i totally and i mean there's ties and one of the interesting things is the guy his name was Otto Reamer, R-E-M-E-R, directly tied to Hitler, was very involved when they tried uh, what's known as the Operation Valkyrie in 18, uh, 1944, when they tried to overthrow Hitler. Otto mm-hmm. Reamer uh, was very important in overturning that attempted coup, which would have stopped the war. He was very important. And then post-war, he sends these pictures to the guy who started or was involved in starting the ONA, David Mayer. He considers his signed photograph of Otto Reamer. Like he thinks it's great. Wow. So I yeah. think it's really important to see those ties because those are tying. In, and some of his friends, like I found a picture just the other day, Colin Wilson was the Nazi leader in the UK. And in the U S it was a guy by the name of Rockwell. And I just found a picture through uh, David Livingston's website of those two guys shaking hands. So they're two Nazis from two parts of the Western world for buddies. And this guy, Maya was buddies with Wilson. So, you right. can see that connection. And so that philosophy that underpins the ONA, I think is really an important yeah. mind to vein to figure out really what they were thinking when they put this, when they put this weird thing together. We, there's also pictures of the guy who did try to, oh, Stauffenberg was a key member who dropped the, laid the bomb in the wolf's lair, right? And there's pictures within the ONA of like a witch holding on Stauffenberg's beheaded head. So Oh, that's These the Baphomet. Really <clears throat> they they envision the Baphomet as a that's right a woman you know, holding okay. a, a head, and like yeah. it's uh she's naked from the waist up, and she's you know for some reason Baphomet to them is a feminine energy, which is like opposing the the Jesus energy that's around now the patriarch and all that. It's really the Magi- they call it Magian or Nazarene. Yeah, so yeah. And, and, and the Nazis had a contempt for the Christian faith too, Hitler too. Yes. They didn't yeah. like the value. So you see that similarity that 
the the Nazis are like have this heroic view, uh, divine right. honor. Yeah, um, they they like values. had they like used their courage and action to like to help the race, you know, and they you know like it because they were enacting the eugenics of those satanic ideals, you know. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, but I'm trying to figure it out too. It's interesting right. because when I first, I mean, I can't say I've been researching them that long, but I was just trying to put it together. Mm-hmm. So like the, the philosophical history is something that I'm looking into more, trying to figure out how this right. advanced up through to this group that, you know, is causing a lot of mayhem. Like I already right. updated this book. So I published it in May, 2021, put out a new version in October. Wow. Because so much had happened. So many people have died. And Daniel Hussein killed two people in London. And some of these splinter groups of Adam Waffen, the fascist groups, got banned and people went to jail. Wow. So it's still very, still accelerating. In a very subset. In a subset, I wouldn't say it's like, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are dying or anything right. like that. It's a small group, I think. The right. ONA is probably two or 3,000 people. But you're still seeing stuff come to the surface. Right. Yeah. Because they, what it is, they value I'll the action. You, yeah, right. go ahead. Now, I'll tell you this story because when I first kind of wrote Prophet of Evil in 2010, I was on this show called Truth Stream Radio. And it's a guy and his wife or his girlfriend. I, can't, I don't know if they're married now. Yeah, Aaron talking, and Melissa Dykes. No, um, oh, that's Truth Stream. Truth Stream truth Media. Frequent, sorry, Truth. Okay, you're right. They're okay. really excellent too, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. I couldn't yes. hire, uh, you know. They've done some incredible. They are amazing. I'm so glad they live. (laughs) Me too. The other one, I I misspoke. It's Truth Frequency Radio. Oh. That's the guy. His name is, um, have you heard of Truth Frequency Radio? I think so. Yeah, they have. uh, Yes, I'm familiar with them. They have some shows on there. Like, I think they've got uh, some of the other shows I've done. Anyway, this is Mm -hmm. going back to 2010. Anyway, they didn't tell me. But they brought on this guy. They thought it would be funny to kind of uh, ambush you. Ambush, yeah. With yeah. The guy by, his name was E.A. Coetti. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. He, okay, well, that's telling because that means you're not, you don't know. Uh, it's a good thing because he was a, okay, kind good. of like a, he's kind of a, uh, a cultist, right? Okay. He runs something called Bold Become a Living God. That's the acronym Become a Living God. <laughs> and apparently he was writing, doing some writing for the Nexian, the, the Temple of Blood in South Carolina. So he was supposedly writing some of the stuff for the ONA, running his own shop. So you wow. see how it kind of bleeds over, right? Right. The ONA isn't, and you look at some of the outer heads of the order that are in my book. There's one guy out of Texas, too, who has his own kind of game, but he was also involved in the ONA. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's So, so it is like in an, a philosophy. It's not. Like where you, I mean, you don't get signed into some book and you don't pay dues to these people above you in a hierarchy. So that way it can infiltrate far and wide. Like all these people's minds, everybody that has eyes and can read and stumbles upon it on the internet is susceptible. So Ia Kuenning runs the website, Become a Living God. Somebody finds it from the UK, right? The Global Nature. His name is Mm -hmm. Daniel Hussein. He gets on the ball and then he makes a blood pact based upon the stuff with EA Coetting and goes out and goes into a park in Northwest London and kills two women in the, at night. Jesus. Right. Just like, just like the ONA. 
So he just right. got convicted, but it traces back through oh, a guy who I talked with 11, 12 years ago. By accident. Through, yeah, yeah, by accident. <laughs> truth frequency radio, not truth. Frequency. Um, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> and that guy, so now people are, he's on the radar, he's on the radar because he influenced or was some kind of connection to Daniel Hussein. I think mm. he got punted off of YouTube and I think he's on the radar because he, somehow he some writer that there's been a couple fact like there's really good journalists working on this stuff one guy's name is daniel d simone and he traced the connection between daniel hussein and ea quitting awesome some other really good one jake hanrahan is another one um ali ali winters ali winter it's a guy's name it's ali and then okay. there's another guy I contact. One of the guys, see, he had tons of pictures of the ONA material with Adam Waffen. Mm-hmm. And his name will come to me. I can't remember. But there's been three or four. Thank you so for there, that. And, that yeah, helps with the Dan- research. because Look up Daniel D. Simone. I think he works for the BBC, like a totally, you know, corporate or, you know, outlet. But done, just done tons of work. And yeah. Allie Winter, I think, was on Twitter. And Jake Hanrahan had a lot of pictures of these guys with, uh, Adam Waffen with ONA kind of visuals and symbols. Right. So you can see how the ONA either infiltrate, like, yeah, there was a battle yeah. between Adam Waffen and ONA. So ONA was trying to influence <laughs> Adam Waffen. It's just something really dark was going on with those guys, but. Right. So I had this question bubbling in my brain earlier. Uh, do you think, I mean, the, um, Let's say the the Church of Satan's leader there, Anton LaVey, was hired basically to write that book to aggregate psychopaths to put into the higher orders of of the global death cult. And, you know, uh, it's common knowledge that, uh, you know, Karl Marx was hired to write this book uh, to propagate these ideas and, you know, to push it into the world and uh, Mao was created. The Bolsheviks were created by these, uh, you know, uh, suit-wearing Satanists that are, you know, running the world. The Club of Rome and the Trilateral Commission, you know, and ultimately the royal bloodlines and, you know, the, the higher the ups, you know, it goes up the pyramid, right? Right. And so, if all of those other ideologies were created and they further the um, they they further the will of the global death cult as the ona does do you think that the ona this uh david myatt or anton long or whatever do you think that person was hired to create this and like seed it and populate it out it's a great question i I don't have any proof of that Mm. but people have asked me like how what's his ties of intel and stuff like that Right. He was in a group called Combat 18, which was a Gladio stay behind group. So the fascists created really? these. Yeah. So the wow. fact, and so he was networked with all these people and he right. was friends with, and you can see these writing. There's a guy around today, Carrie uh, Bolton from New Zealand, who's a, been writing for fascism for like 40 years. He knows a lot of these people. He knows people in the kind of chaos magic community. Right. So he's very, he was, is operating at a higher level. He's uh, really smart, but he was involved in. So I don't know the foundation. Though I can tell from the, the research of what I can get is that the group started in the eighties, and it started out with little pamphlets, 
And right. it, you can tell, you can see the advancement as these pamphlets doubled and squared and cubed became a book and then two books and stuff like that. Right. But you can yeah. see that the photocopies of like, I'm old enough to remember when they put the ring binders together, those little plastic rings, like he's sending them out from his PO box and he's, yeah. and people are acknowledging like meeting him. Right. So somebody might have reached out to him and he might be playing a game. Right. It just, the, the consistency over time makes well, me maybe he that. believes it maybe he believes it too you know maybe they infected him first and created he, this. he was in jail a couple times he was in uh, a catholic monastery for 18 months so that's <laughs> kind of you can see that influence in the ona the right. catholic chant the chanting and stuff right um and uh, this is david so, myatt you're talking about yeah correct yeah. right and, and so, he also was he joined the muslim faith for years right. and at the end yeah you know, promoted the uh, you know the culling from that end you know still the same ideals the killing the infidels just uh you know different costume acceleration of yeah different custom but it, i mean it's the same internal ona values so he may not have ever yes. gotten more that but i mean it's a really good question like how who was in the intel i've had people say that mayad himself was the real foundation of this group right. like he did all the work and right. I, I can accept that but i wouldn't be surprised if somebody else was helping him from the early days yeah it, it became like, a group effort it's tough for me to accept because they always want to make it a lone nut one lone nut that when really it it's a, a whole group of nuts <laughs> you know well, like that's uh, like, right. you know go, i mean let's liken ahead. it to the modern age like timothy leary was perceived at the very beginning as just a lone nut, right? Right. But he had all kinds of intel. He knew the FBI. He was part of he the was on their payroll. fund. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he was he was like a change agent social engineer. Exactly. From a very, promoting LSD. But we didn't know that at the beginning. We just thought he was a left wing kind of thing. But also he was very Best. much into Crowley. Like he knew a lot about Crowley, which I include in Children of the Beast. But I think right. he's an exemplar of how somebody can be puppeteered. Right, because he was actually friends with the Mellon family, so you can see this old right. money. He was um, in their house, right up in New right, York. Right. Yeah, right. well, that big mansion. The, yeah, he was financed right. by them for a while. Right. So he, I mean, I mean, there's really incredible interviews where he's being interviewed by by William F. Buckley, and they're both puppeteers. Buckley's in <laughs> Skull and Bones, right? And Leary's a front for you know the government, and they're yeah. they're supposed. It's like the old dual, the fake. <sighs> right left duality yeah writ large, writ large <laughs> yeah. right in front of your face like this guy was being peed yeah. on in a freaking you know tomb in yale and he's right. running around like a right-wing christian and you got this <laughs> other guy who's like a supposed liberal who carries yeah. alistair crowley's i ching or things around and right went to the you know it's just like yeah the more you really learn the more interesting it really gets you know but as far as and it's all day, like you know and it's all put on the tv and it's beamed into our house to influence our minds, just like the ONA is like beamed onto the internet to influence our minds. Any curious satanic person who like is, you know, rejecting the, their upbringing of Catholicism or whatever else, they might be looking in a different direction. They, oh, black book of Satan. That seems innocuous enough and then you go to read the first couple pages uh and it's like explains what is satanism and it, it says satanism a way is a way of living a philosophy of life 
the essence of which is the belief that we can all as individuals achieve for more with our lives than we realize. <laughs> Basically, so it's, it's like a satanic self up, just like yeah, yeah. It's like you know Scientology or something. They're like, oh, we're gonna it's a self help thing, you know. Yeah, we can and help you it, along, friend. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Here's the here's the the argument against like it being puppeteered is that the ideas have gone on and people have taken independent action. I don't know right. if they've really meant communicating with other people because it's the, and, and actually within the ONA doctrine, they don't care. Like you said, they just want the philosophy to go out and spread around. Right. They don't have like, they don't, you don't need to become a member to get their written documents and they, they don't exactly. care about that. So yeah. it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. That's the opposite you, of like the OTO. They keep Crowley's documents sacred. They don't publish them. And they're like, Oh, only, only the adepts, the high ones can read this shit, you know? And then, the you know what they put on the, out in the world even though the book of the law says the law is for all and all this shit they still are occultists and they're you know it, it, they use it to make a hierarchy of power you know like any other information you know informational um, monopolies or informational yes. control very yeah. much like scientology scientology is laid <laughs> yeah. out almost like a cult i mean in hubbard it is do, parsons cult. and all this stuff and he mentioned right. scrolly but and I like, think it's important. And, the, the Church of uh, Set or the Temple of Set was also like that too. Right. So, like all these things are like that. Right. And uh, and whoever the Anton Long, this uh, pen name of whoever created this uh, ideology or whatever, it, so the story goes, uh, took from occultism and ceremonial magic, and they also took from the nazi uh eugenics yeah and they combined it that way and the way that because what what nazism is is like a like i guess what's popular phrase nowadays of mass formation psychosis you know it's groupthink collectivism to where they can they're they can kill the other you know and they got the whole population to believe that and then with ritual magic what what ceremonial magic and ritual magic does is it changes the the consciousness of the practitioner that's like it's gold that's what it does like alchemy turns you base person into gold consciousness whatever and so like they're combining they're taking the malleability and the changing properties of occult ritual magic and they're applying it to nazism and and hard eugenics like genocide and and then that it's changing through a stepwise progression the person's consciousness who when they pick up the book oh this is self-help you know and then more you read it's like oh this is going to awaken the satanic within and then the, do more of these like and the thing they have to you mentioned earlier uh um uh starts with an i the the uh it the the doing the the crazy things oh insight roles yeah insight roles sorry i have my brain my brain went blank uh so the insight roles uh push the person's consciousness and it's a test of will and if the people uh achieve that then they can go to the next level and so it's this real like rocky running up the steps you know they're really charging towards this satanic goals and uh you know 
they're praised and they're in a they're encouraged to have what's called nexions where they they make little covens of their friends and then they propagate it further and then they go do these actions with like i'm i'm kind of rambling here but these things uh the culling but, right go the ahead. culling i mean i think it's all tied in there so you see that satanism but i also think there's an integration of the fascist ideas that aren't particularly nazi because they have a political goal of like 400 years in the future to have the dark imperium so you'll mm. see that theme in there so they are taking step by step by step to reach this goal that's out there so they right. have a fascist goal but they want to be homo galacticus so the it, the <laughs> final, you explain that for the listeners <laughs> right so you have the counter you know counter this differences homo hubriati and then homo right. galacticus the mundanes the mundanes okay. the homo hubris and then they're gonna they're going to grow older and and influence and and seed the galaxy eventually right so kind of like the scientologists the or like the mormons <laughs> even like <laughs> they have a they have a space opera it's a space <laughs> opera view it's a dark one but i right. think it's based upon yaki's uh kind of fascist view i think he had a book called imperium and so it's interesting was, because uh, i mean that kind of idea goes along with uh 2001 the space odyssey the kubrick film because like they had to prove the the apes had to prove their satanic nature by dominating others and killing you know and then all the progression of time and then by the end they're off seeding into space their satanic ideal and all that really came was this rock it was a monolith just the idea that was put in their mind it's really interesting Sorry, I guess that's not a no, question. No, I know, <laughs> but I think uh, there's a lot more going on in the world than people can realize on their boob tubes. So there's a lot that's of sure. history of philosophy of things like that. But these ideas, like I said, they may permeate other satanic groups. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, right. I'm, I'm a, I go to Presbyterian church. I don't know. But you can see that even like E.A. Coetting is in, I think, Utah. He's writing for the Nexian of the ONA in South Carolina. And that information got passed to, I guess, or somehow, no, it didn't, but right. he, the guy from uh, London or whatever, Daniel Hussein knows a guy who's writing for the ONA in Utah. Right. Yeah. And they, they seek each other. They find their, uh, their other like ones. Yeah. Yeah. And when they do the culling, when, you know, they, they're encouraged to not, when they're they're explaining culling to others or whatever, they're ex- they're encouraged to not argue with people. If someone disagrees with culling, then they aren't us. They are not us. They are them. And then do not engage with them anymore. And I think that that, in a sense, like it it keeps the the mind control safe from any influences of morality and you know uh, Christianity or you know that that it keeps them bound in their separateness so that their mind is their mind control isn't um you know affected negative uh also the the culling it's it serves as like the they uh they choose a mundane that is that proves himself to be worthy of execution and then the person who chooses asks their their uh, master if they're allowed to kill this person and then they have like this 
court or whatever, and there's someone is assigned to play devil's advocate and and uh, be the uh, the attorney or whatever for the uh, for the accused, and then they have a decision, and then whatever is decided, everybody in the Nexion has to take play has to take part in the murder of this person so it it binds everyone together in this you know they won't rat on each other because they're all involved and they do the same thing with gangs you know you, it's like a blood, blood in, in beat out. Yeah, yeah 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 um so like that is that's a way of of filtering the truly psychopathic so that they can keep the the order only psychopaths and then that way uh it's not infiltrated by any morality. Uh. <laughs> right. And they're, they're, they're not trying to be the most popular group in the world. Right. So they're not just trying to get everybody involved. They only want a certain type of person. Yeah. That's very, I think, important. So like, they're not trying to be the biggest people in the box, but they want people to share their ideology in one of them. Or right. One of them. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, I mean, there's, this is their direct quotes. Those who are not our kindred brothers or sisters are mundanes. They are the, the, those who are our brothers and sisters live by and are prepared to die by our unique code of, code of honor. Our kindred honor means we are fiercely loyal to only our own ONA kind. And there's, I mean, there's so many they're, they're so loyal to their ONA kind. They, some of them volunteer to sacrifice, to be sacrificed. Like there's a such thing as the ceremony of recalling, which happens every 17 years where the victim is 21 year old male and he chooses and like when, and they tell the guy that you're going to be immortal as we kill you. <laughs> it doesn't make any logical sense, but you're immortal now as we stab the neck and they, you know, um, and so they, the, the, uh, it's the mind control is so, uh, deep and uh, firm in their consciousness that they will even kill themselves. You know, uh, I think that's like it, like it, like we said earlier, it's a, it's a virus, you know, the people are infected with this. Yeah, uh, I think so. Again, I mean, imagine, I'm, Sorry. <laughs> imagine just slowly getting your mind changed by all of these ideas. Like, I mean, going through that process of just some guy who's a Satanist or I'm a member of the Temple of uh, or the Church of Satan. And then somebody says, hey, have you ever heard of this group? Yeah, well, you should come and look, you know, so I read this. Nice. Then come to this group. We're going right. out tonight. Come on, <laughs> this, and the, you know, like. Hop in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And then they, you know, they're into presencing. There's the dark gods. There's just so much other stuff in there that. Uh, Right. You know, there's they are practitioners of the dark arts, but you just would never know because they have this whole idea of not really being, you know, wearing jewelry or a lot of insignias yeah. or anything like that. So it gets kind of it becomes kind of a scarier, right. scarier variation. And it's you know again like if you look at Alan Greenspan, you don't think that he wears black robes. He's you know wearing a normal suit, but I know he wears black robes. You know I know that he's one of them. Uh, but it's like it's occultism, you know, they're keep it hidden. So, right. I mean, it goes, I mean, they say that I think it was Virginia Jufre. She just won that settlement with Prince Andrew. She said she saw right. a black cloak in Ghislaine Maxwell's closet. 
of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what? I mean, these guys are all doing their crazy stuff. I mean, and the, some of those people that she's associated with are super dark. Um, right. Kevin Spacey. And, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them are going to be like, it's all. Bit, no. Yep, yep. Everybody's killing themselves somehow, and the cameras right. are suddenly, somehow not operational. That's weird. It's just a huge know. cleanup job, man. Huge cleanup yeah. job. And and nobody, people who are involved in their ring, nobody's going to jail or been arrested yet, or there's no, you know, yeah. there's no desire to seemingly go after the people who are abusing these kids. So. Right. That's telling. That's very. You know, uh, this this is re- this isn't related to the show, but the, it's to the Epstein thing. A little anecdote is, I read something online when it was happening when Epstein was getting arrested or was like in jail and stuff. Um, that there was this landscaper who put online that he worked for all these rich people. I forget what state he was in, but um, all of them were preparing for this huge party like all of them separately, every other house. And oh, then Epstein died and everybody was partying. It was wow. like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I it's totally nothing you can't that. really confirm. I believe it too. That's why I I'm totally telling you. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. I thought was that there are all these rich people put money into a fund and to make mm. sure that he didn't get to trial. Yeah. Like, it was be, I mean, did he was networking with the top 1%. So there was unlimited funds to make sure things got handled. Exactly. And he was and unlimited funds to, to give him for that house, you know, right. um, Lex Wexner, Wexner, whatever. Uh, uh, like it's, it's all a gift to oh, this huge house with all these cameras. Here you go, buddy. Like, obviously yeah, it was a huge <laughs> operation. See, the yeah. thing is, is that the presentation of Maxwell and Epstein to everybody else is that they were just good timers, right? Wealthy, huh independent and you know they had a little fun on the side at this island and that's probably what everybody thought and you know jeff keeps his mouth shut but the opposite is true man mm. <laughs> the they found those fbi files in his safe right they were open yeah, yeah they were already open so yeah we know i would assume that that indicates they were sipping stuff just not just to at least to the FBI as well. They gave him right. back to Epstein, so he right. put him in back in his own safe again. Like, how does so you Epstein don't know how get him back paid, again? Like, how much money? Do you know how much the FBI sets aside every year to pay for informants? Do you know what that number uh, is? No, no, I don't. Five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Not five million, not fifty. They have an immense budget to have their tendrils. Wow. And it actually kind of ties into this story. One of the updates I did was a guy who was um, part of the Temple of Blood was uh, allegedly, I think it was pretty much confirmed in the court documents, but he had been taking money from the FBI since 2003. And his information led to the arrest of people from Adamwa. So that's just a rival order, right? The way that, the way that, uh, that um, the Boston, the Irish, Boston guy uh, was never um, caught. He was right, fed. Right. He um, was an uh, informant for the Whitey feds. Bulger. Yeah. Whitey Bulger. Yeah, he was ratting out the other guys. He was ratting out all the Italians to get them off the streets. <laughs> like it's they're using so, the yeah, government I mean, as an arm man. to. Right. Yeah. Right. Really. So it gets really dark. But I mean, I think that Epstein and the Maxwell. I mean, they they pro. I mean, if they're anything like their dad, they're <laughs> involved in all the intelligence. Because if you look exactly. at um, Maxwell's dad, he had affiliations with. MI6, we know he was involved in some kind of intelligence with Russia. 
and Mossad and probably right. somebody in some intelligence. And they, uh, there's uh, in one of the, at least it was his file or somebody's file. They were asking, somebody was asking around whether Maxwell was legit. He was asking one of the Bush family people. So they were up in the highest echelons of uh, right. political power. Yeah. They'll the never know t- the true stories. I mean, because there's a huge cover up and right. there's a lot of scared people out there. There were a lot. I mean, Bill Gates was involved with it with him. Exactly. I mean, there's pictures of him together, like one of the most powerful, richest people in the world. Right. That's and then, like, one. not just one. And then, you know, you you look into Bill Gates, and the more you learn about him and how, you know, what he's connected to, and he's like bloodline, you know, from lawyers and bankers up in the Seattle region that own that part of the New World Order, you know, and it's all connected and Epstein's making baby farms and they're selling babies and shit. Like it's, it's next Again, level. It's yeah, disgusting. There was a next level of evil. There was, you yeah. know, Virginia Dufresne, it's almost never, I haven't heard it actually reported by any other journalist, whether it's somebody from the corporate media or the alternative media, but Virginia Dufresne says in her biography, which is in the Maxwell document, she said that Epstein and, and Ghislaine Maxwell took her to like a dock on the island and sat down and said, we want you to have a baby for us. And when you have the baby, you'll just give it to us. No questions <laughs> asked. We'll give you money. So that's evil, what man. she said. Oh, off the charts. And there's Jesus. all kinds of really graphic stuff that they did to her. Um, S&M stuff. And that yeah, she okay. talks about in that. It just sounds too uh, real. And they treated her like you know, like a, like you would a, like a horse in a stable, you know, yeah. go back over there, come out, we'll feed you here. Now go back. Just like Jeez. constantly, like not just the way they breed them. horses too. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So anyway, it's that's, really I mean, sad. it's kind of a side thing, but I think that the ONA, like you can see the FBI uh, was paying off this guy from the temple, uh, temple right. of blood. Yeah. And <sighs> if, you know, if you look at all of these extremist things, the FBI is always connected in some way, you know, like the kidnapping in Michigan, 12 out of 15 people were all FBI, you know? Uh, so it's obviously the government is working against the people and, you know, they're trying to foment this chaos in society so that they can have their takeover. It's really I mean, I guess that's totally... Uh, and it's, it's self-perpetuating, right? So if you yeah. can create the problem, you can get your funds and nobody says anything. So the FBI finds these uh, gullible, you know, dupes and infiltrates these people. And it's, I mean, you can look at the whole so-called insurrection on January 6th. Like, oh, they're yeah. all informants. Right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> the guys running these things are all informing on the FBI. Like, yeah, whoa. it's sad. I know. It's and then they then they compare the trucker thing in Canada to that, and it's like, what? Those guys are actual blue collar workers. Yeah, you guys yeah. are all getting paid, man. I mean, I don't right, know. Exactly. Their informants are probably getting paid. That's probably exactly. how they got. That's turned. where the five hundred million goes. Yeah. Right, part. It's total social yeah. control. I mean, it's not. I exactly. I tip my hat to them. Like I know. Nice, and they were on both sides. You know, they were on the left and the right. So right. So yeah, one of those they... people, those guys in Antifa, I bet every other. I mean, I bet there's a significant amount of those people who are the FBI. Uh, oh yeah, of course. I mean, for that money, I mean, they're mostly like poor, yeah. poor kids, so they're probably taking 
know, five thousand. <laughs> you want to pay me five thousand? I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, and then when George Soros doesn't pay them, they make a video saying, "Pay us, right. George Soros." You know, they're from like twenty sixteen. Man, that was great. Anyway. So yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the uh, yeah. So the ONA they believe the bestial nature is superior to morality, <clears throat> and they call it <clears throat> superior to the Christian Nazarene philosophy. Magian, yeah, Magian, and uh, this uh, they invert the will, our true will of care and compassion through this stepwise progression of, of their, you know, there is a seven, it's called the septenary way. Right. Seven fold path. Yes. And it, it goes initiation, second degree initiation, external adept, internal adept, master, mistress, Magnus, and immortal. (laughs) And, uh, uh, Immortal sounds kind of silly, but they believe they can get there. And uh, so each one has different uh, like uh, insight roles are for like the external adept is doing these things out in the world and the internal adept is changing their internal consciousness. Uh, and then they move past that to, you know, master, grandmaster, immortal or whatever. And some of these, some of these things they have to like run 26 miles in four hours they have to like um you know live out in the woods for three to six months without any technology or you know lay down in the in the grass all night on a new moon and don't move <laughs> like for 12 hours right? 12 hours yeah and it's like uh it's these these are feats of strength and they're like they're push it putting uh, like a it's almost like a trauma-based mind control. You know, they, they're putting the body through trauma, kind of like what boot camp does. And this makes the mind more susceptible to take on these, uh, these other ideas because it's being, its consciousness is being uh, taken away by the strength of, of like, you know, carrying this weight up a hill and they're not like thinking with their conscious mind anymore. And it puts them in this able to their subconscious able to bubble it out. um, So like that, these steps, they, they train the mind into this other person. They turn them into a different person at the end. And, you know, I, I, I find it hard to believe that one person could have come up with this. I think it's so, um, genius i guess so uh intricate that it yeah, must have been uh you know a congress of people you know intricate is a good word because yeah. it's i mean i can't say that i am like an expert in the occult i've read a lot i've had read so much of crowley's work read the you know temple of satan uh, I've read Coming mm-hmm. Forth by Night. So I've done my homework, at least in certain things. And this is really different. They say they're different. And I think that the corpus of the ONA is, is right. unique, just like they said. And it is intricate. There's all kinds of subtleties. There's like a whole section of part of it that's for women. It's the room with the way. So they're trying to attract women as well. So it's not just right. some dude, you know, type thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the the sacrifices are, or at least the voluntary sacrifices, are always male. Uh, you know, male focused. Yeah, they they and they want the Baphomet. Well, 
in quotes Baphomet. It's not the true Baphomet, Baphomet, but what they believe is a feminine force that uh, is overcoming this patriarchal, you know, male energy. And that's like the new aeon for them, I guess, you know, like what Crowley's waiting for Horace and these guys are waiting for Baphomet in a way. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, that's part of their thing is aeonic change. They're trying right. to facilitate something at a very broad level, level, not just just like Crowley. Like it's not age. I want a new aeon. So they're right. thinking at the most in a very uh, serious change. You know, just not like incremental change or acceleration, exactly. but acceleration to that whole new era of magic. You know, I think Crowley said that his child you know the child of the new aeon would begin in the 60s he was actually pretty close like the 60s what can be seen in aspect as a significant change from the old culture of the 50s which was much more you know post-war was family and money and then the 60s was self-indulgence and rebellion and satanism satanism yeah right yeah and it uh they're definitely the crowned child because like those those they never grew up you know they just wallowed in the mud <laughs> you know like it, their favorite band has a lead singer named Pigpen. you know what i mean like they're uh it, it was a devolution of their consciousness too you know wanted to they wanted to give them long hair and make them wear rags and go live out in the woods and that way it won't disrupt our technological technocracy that we're building like let those weirdos go follow the Grateful Dead and they won't bother us anymore. You know, right. really interesting. I mean, you want to talk about uh, social engineering. Look at the background of the dead, where they're from, Palo Alto. Oh, yeah. They're oh, connected, yeah. man. Totally. Tavistock. Yeah. Stanford Research Institute. Right. Um, yeah. The Bohemian Grove. One of the guys is a member there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby, the, Bobby, the guy with the guy with the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> i mean and like think about it they're they're lead say like they got jerry right who's like the old man his dad or whatever and then they got this biker guy dirty biker and then they got this this twink looking long-haired little boy you know that's got daisy dukes on you know it looks kind of like yeah dude it's the and then they're friends with alan ginsburg who's a member of nambla you know, it's, it's really an outright gross, member of Nimbla. Exactly. And he, uh, I think their name before the Grateful Dead was the Morlocks. So they like yeah, the Warlocks, had some yeah. kind of, and that lightning bolt is always a symbol of Satan. So right. they're kind of like the occult kind of right. self-indulgent hippie, tons of drugs. Yeah. Like I had seen them. I grew up in Northern California and some of those concerts were just oh, right. paganistic drug I've, I've been to frenzies i've been to the new versions of those yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, well not still, the dance but like there. those other bands yeah i have been right. to like the the other ones and that type of thing and it's kind of sad to see the people that are still still like grinding that old wheel you know like singing the same songs for the last 50 years they had a 50 year reunion i went to that and like all these people, like, they're not, they don't look like they lived life very well. You know, I mean, it's my own opinion, and I'm sure people are going to get mad at me. Like, I love them. I love everybody. But, you know, it looks like they were just, they were affected. They didn't live their optimal life. And now they're just kind of just trying to live out that same old memory of 50 years ago. And oh, it was great. 
take drugs again and I hope it'll be the same, you know. I had a friend in high school who followed the dead and he just lost it, man. He lost his way. He like yeah. ended up on the streets in San Francisco. Yeah. Like he was done. Like so uh, something that normal yeah. step of progression where you kind of get old and get in a relationship and married, he like went. I don't know exactly. if it worked out. It didn't work out that great for That's him, the intention. Sure. That's the I have a I have a ex-girlfriend that I will will be remain unnamed, but she followed the dead for seven years and she started off as a cute, fun little girl. And by the end, she was a stripper in Florida doing heroin. <laughs> you know, I mean, she got better by the time I met her, but you know, it's, it did it, like, it just took her down into the, the waste, you know, and, but she was so happy doing it. She was a grateful dead, you know, <laughs> she was grateful, wow, grateful yeah. to be dead, you know, Really this sad. guy too he went the distance yeah. he was like one of those guys at the shows where he would be selling stuff you know as people came into the show right. like he was just yeah. yeah it's a it's a whole like it's 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 they they have their own economy you know and it moves from one yeah. place to the next so they got to keep making more money and more food because they can't ever have roots so they got to keep selling whatever they can find or it's really kind of right yeah but i mean i think I think it's about that you see that social change, like exactly. that certain power. Like, I think somebody, like, they realize this music and this thing could really change the culture. Music is super powerful. Yes. Like, if you want change agents and that, yeah. Dead and Beatles. Right. And- yeah. And it goes even further back. Like, I've done some research on the beginning of the radio and the beginning of country music. And all of that was the same thing mind control. Like, they were using the Grand Ole Opry and they were blasting, like, 50,000 watts was like hitting 30 states, you know, and because of the depression, nobody was buying records. So everybody was getting these radios in their house. And then, then the president was speaking to them with fireside chats and getting this mind control. And like the logo was a obedient dog listening to his master's voice. Like, wow. It's like, so, so many levels. It's always been around. Like the logo of CBS is an eye. Like, yeah. Yeah. Social yeah. control, man. That social engineering is like one of the biggest, most important things people can yes. understand because you're constantly being engineered. They're thinking on broad scale levels, like just exactly. trying to manipulate generations. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just like aonic change. Like some of these guys probably have that occult idea somewhere. They learned it right. somewhere. I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna try to yeah. use something to really puppeteer the whole generation, not just one exactly. or two. Exactly. I mean, they they act like they own us as like we're an own species, like we're cattle or some shit and they wield us like we are, you know, and they treat it, they inject us and they hurt us and they cull us when they want, you know? Um, so that it only goes to make sense that they would. It's interesting. It's a common theme in the occult. It's like people are cattle, you know, just yeah. like Crowley said, you know, they're just cattle, cull them. Yeah. The slaves they, shall serve. Yeah, like, they shall serve. And so the yeah. same thing here, like if they're not one of us, they're just, Right. trash their homo yeah. they're mundanes right contempt for other people so yeah um i think that's i think that's pretty common in the and also mind control actually if you look at a lot of these guys they're i mean crowley's involved in hypnotism right and shit and really manipulating other people it goes through scientology total mind control machine yes and then um <laughs> if you look i actually did a biography i looked into uh levey and apparently his bookshelf he had a significant part all about mind control hypnotism. 
Of course. And so it, it's yeah. all it's, it's Michael Aquino of- was was a mind control operative, like you know, and he was writing the uh, the mind control uh, for the military. Like he was the one that had they you know they they would wear speakers on their back, and they would have the sound of a ghost on the battlefield that was telling the you know the Vietnamese. Oh, I'm stuck here forever. I can't go to heaven because the Americans killed me. Like to fear, scare them off the battlefield. Like he was, and like if the more you look into Aquino, like he was into uh, trauma-based mind control and SRA, you know, abusing children to make robots, and you know the same thing. Like he trained Anton Lavey. You know, they all work together. They're all like, like I said earlier, Lavey was hired to do that book and to push this you know yeah well i mean also a nazi fetishist if you see aquino he (laughs) has like ss knives and stuff loves it so you've seen all that stuff he was in babelsburg he did something called the babelsburg ritual which is the castle where himmler was the center of the ss so really dark stuff man that guy was uh, yeah involved in dark stuff but that i think that mind control element he what was his infamous book it was from psyop to mind war so you yes. just constantly hammer people. You don't even do one separate psychological operation. You just like they've been doing with out. us. Like we got to wear masks. Oh. You don't wear a mask. Oh, you got to get jabbed. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. It's just a oh. nonstop, yeah. nonstop, yeah. nonstop, baby. I mean, yeah. they, it's 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 one of the most vicious. This whole COVID thing is one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had something that's. I mean, I was sick, but like, there's sure. nothing from the government that says. You have natural immunity. Right? I know. Yeah. And just Again, that, with just, mind control. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's all you need to know. It's all structured bullshit. Yeah. Is that yeah. they're not giving out tags to people who had COVID and survived. I know. Because yeah. herd immunity is almost done. We're there. They're just all. Of course. Like, it's just. Yeah. A, it's an atrocity. That whole. That whole idea of even though you don't have symptoms, you could still spread it. Like. Oh. What kind of nonsense is that when has that ever been true you know they they give us this fake idea and then the cognitive dissonance just doesn't yeah. click and we don't realize it and it's all coming out of the tv i don't think anybody yeah. reached anybody through anything yes. all the tv zombies have a completely different view of this event than people right. who get their information from other sources because i talked to the tv zombies and it's like yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> this is yeah. not. Yeah. Wow. You really <laughs> You're gonna take this thing, put yeah. that in your body, bro. No, I'm not. It's so sad, man. It's really and sad. So, I mean, they and talk about aonic change. Look at where well, we used to be. As like in the 50s, we would care about individual freedom and you know, to, you know, personal responsibility and you know, being you know, you didn't need a safe space back in the 50s you know what i mean like right oh totally different change bro i mean my dad he bought a house for forty thousand dollars i think he was making like five or six thousand dollars a year so he was not a debt slave he could pay that off and own it right in the fifth in in from a very early age like in his 20s he was thinking about by getting a house like that was that was it he got married very young lucky my generation you know there's there's few but there's a lot of us who are just not not on that path of buying in the house. Yeah. I mean, and a 30 year mortgage is just a total scam. And that's very normal. Right. Especially the when they jack up scam. after a few years, like the payments, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, and they, it's, they, it's they, a, they hook a, you in. It's a trap. Yeah. It's an enslavement. Right. You're being enslaved by the banks. I'm sorry. Exactly. Got enslaved, so. That's true. Uh, yeah. 
And we know the anyway. bankers are wearing black robes too. <laughs> you know, probably yeah. all at the top. They're all to be invited in. You right. have to go up the pyramid. So right. those people and they are have biting. to prove themselves with more and more debauched, immoral acts. And no wonder they got pedophiles and blood drinkers in the hierarchy. You know, it only makes like sense. When I, when I heard that those guys at CNN were running like pedophile scams, I wasn't even shocked. I was like, they right. have to be pedophiles. I'm just waiting for it to come out. And the guy had some kind of house up in like uh, New Hampshire or something where he'd take his victims. Like, I bet it's replete Ugh. in all of those things. Like right. CNN is probably, you have to be a complete moral <laughs> reprobate yes. to work at CNN. Right. They probably even Fox News or MSNBC, a total joke. Right. You have to and, be a monster, like almost like a monster, in my opinion, like yes. to work at one of those things because you're just lying. They're puppeteered by it. I mean, it's MSNBC. Bill Gates is telling you what to say. Like, who was <laughs> on MSNBC and gets the news? You have yeah. to be out of your You got to be mind. a psychopath, at least. You know, you got to have no there. care you for the world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. The, um, so, okay. Sorry. We're, we're kind of going off topic a little bit. And I'm not sure how much longer I can have you here, but uh, um, anyway, they, so we talked about the sevenfold way where it's a stepwise, you know, and we talked about the stages of the neophyte and initiate. Uh, We talked briefly about Anton Long and uh, actually in the ONA, uh, I guess, uh, segueing from the last couple of comments, a pedophilia is accepted and allowed within their order. It's really strange to me because how could that, like if they want to purify the race, why would they want that? Um, I think that might be a carryover from the other satanic orders. Like what we were saying, the government has to have, you got to do this to get in the club. I think it might, I don't know. What do you think about that? Have you seen that to be true? Well, definitely. So I think Crowley was definitely a pedophile. It's in his writings, the magical record of the beast. So he was abusing his children. And then I think that that's, you're trying to transgress, right? The idea is to transgress for power. So that's a common theme in Crowley. Like I'm going to transgress as much as possible. Do you think it's to cleave themselves off from God to like, okay. I think ultimately like if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, it's a, I think that all occultism promises freedom, but they actually become slaves of the worst kind in a hierarchy of things. Yeah. Right. They in become, a hierarchy of power of obedience. Yeah, they don't have a choice. It's not a choice. And I think the inversion of Christianity is like, you actually get this sense of spiritual freedom by right. being obedient and doing the right thing. So <laughs> I think they're counterpoints because, yeah, because you're free from sin and you don't have that fear of death. If you believe that Christ was resurrected yes. then they're not as death to you as a step, it's not, it's not something like, because these Satanists, they are right. terrified of death when they go die. Like I heard that when Anton LaVey died, he was howling. Like he knew that he was, he was going to the end. Um, right. But he probably had some shit that he had to atone for. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, these guys yeah. do all kinds of weird secret stuff. And like a Makino, I think it's pretty much, he just never got shot. He was investigated for hardcore pedophilia. at, But he worked for the government. Like they're going to let him go. Just like, you know, uh, 
what's her name maxwell and, maxwell you know all of them she they, might she might be the next one to die dude she really I, might i mean i can't say well i, I can't say i guess i hope so <laughs> you know, because she she's gonna she's, she's gonna total, pay for it you know yeah, yeah. she's a total yeah. piece of junk her whole family yeah. the maxwells yeah are garbage man in my yeah. opinion they're just garbage people. um but the, if you look you can actually one of the things that i didn't notice when i first was looking through the ona was this attack uh the strain of pedophilia that's in there but a lot of the guys you can even go to the ona wikipedia and a lot of these young guys had like really hardcore child porn or rape porn on their phones or when they were busted so they had the ona material but they had like the were so you see that nihilism the amorality the right. above the law mentality that the ona promotes is there Right. So, and these are, these guys aren't very old. I think they're in their early 20s, a lot of them, like, but they're on a path, man. Yeah. It's not good. And like I, I've told other people, I am not optimistic of the future of what this group is and what's going on. Like, I'm still not optimistic. I don't see, I don't see a real solution. The solution would be, you know, making sure these people don't get into that place where they're subject, not subjected to it, but aren't. Right. easily turned by these ideologies because you have to be at a place for this to make sense or to be to be attracted yes to. Like, there's you have to be already be damaged in a way that where it'll hook you yeah yeah and if but if people have critical thinking like i've skimmed over some of these re- readings you know like these books and some of it is just it's all straw man and obfuscation and logical fallacies you know it's it, it's really easy if you have a firm grasp of the truth and an understanding of logic and shit, but they, it's sophistry, you know, they're working, they're using words to, you know, cloak, you, you know, your conscious mind so that they can infect your subconscious mind. Yeah. I agree. I think, but I think if you look at all of these guys who fall into Adam Waffen or young, they're always online. They're mm. kind of atomized. They don't have something else going on in their lives. So I think that those right. are the ones who find this like, and they're kind of spur, they're spur. Like I heard earlier, I figured out what Spurg is, which is Asperger's. So there's oh. this, definitely, they're kind of on the spectrum. They're not totally insane. Yeah. But some of these guys are taking stuff for ADD. Like the head of the Adam often was taking, I think he was uh, OCD really? or he had something where he was taking psychiatric was it a was it a speed because hitler was taking speed every day hitler was having it injected i mean that explains why he's so animated up on the stage <laughs> but uh you know and why his psychosis is so you know messed up off the charts yeah right? he was not normal i mean i've right. done i don't know if you've listened to it but i, I reread the psychological history of adolf hitler which yeah, is a seven part series those but were you great see, shows like, too oh, thanks, yeah. but yeah. you can see like how strange he was he was not normal by any chance of the stretch of imagination like he was he was a night owl he couldn't sleep so he would stay up till four o'clock five o'clock in the morning trying to get rest like he was high on for the wicked he was high on crank all day (laughs) he was like doing the yeah so no wonder he was up all night but uh, let me read this from uh this is just from wikipedia it's sexual abuse allegations have been made by anti-fascist organizations several british politicians in the media that the o9 9A condones and encourages sexual abuse and this has been given as one of the reasons why the O9A should be prescribed by the British government. 
Many O9A members openly view rape as an effective way to undermine society by transgressing against its norms. White Star Exception commits rapes by their own admission and ONA texts such as the Dreckian Way, Iron Gates, Bluebird, and the Rape Anthology recommend and praise rape and pedophilia, even suggesting rape is necessary for ascension of the Ubermensch. Wow. How, how can... Ooh. Wow, it doesn't make sense to me. How can you ascend by raping? Like, is it that... You know, I've done, I've, I've done some... Uh, looking into like demonology and demonized people. And when they rape, the demons can travel from one to the victim for, from the raper to the victim. And in a sense that can demonize people as well. I don't know if it's true, but I've read that is to be the case. And I, maybe that's why they're ascending. I, I can't even make logic of it. It's crazy. Sorry, it's not really a question. I, I mean, I don't, it's hard to, I'm, I mean, the weird thing too, what's really weird is I think the head of the White Star Exception, this next scene of the ONA is a woman. Really? Advocating rape, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, I mean, the outer head of the order, if you read, I'll send you my book. The outer head of the order, suppose, allegedly at this time is a female. So Myatt's wow. done, like Myatt's cooked. I think he's like almost, he's got to be in his 70s. Right. And that makes sense that they they revere the woman because they want that feminine Baphomet energy, you know, that's and it's more connected to their uh you know, the night and the moon and the dark right. the, the opposite of the sun, you know. The tides, the flow, all that stuff. Yeah. And I think right. that they you know, in there I've read through the Black Book of Satan. So they have those internal, not external rituals, but the internal rituals external sorry, internal rituals have sex magic. Right. And like, if you learn about uh, Crowley and stuff, they, those followers Crowley say that sex magic is the only real magic. You know, that's the only way to really get power is to combine the his, male and the female, and, you know? Yeah. And that's, that was kind of Crowley's advancement upon magical practice, supposedly past the, what is it? What's that other magical group that was in England? It's, uh, uh, Golden Dawn. Golden Dawn, thank you. Yeah. So that was supposedly his thing. And that's when the OTO came out. When the OTO came to visit him in London, they said he was stealing their ideas, but they had seemed to, he claims they came to it independently. Added of course, of course added, he does. Then, yeah. then of course drugs. he says he didn't he claim to steal their He's ideas. Just, he stole he stole stuff from the Golden Dawn and published it after saying, I will never publish it. I will never reveal this. So he took an oath of silence. And then there was a court case. So he was a he was a rascal, you know. Yeah. I mean he was and, awful. I mean I call he, him evil, he's a prophet of evil. So he's a very right. Yeah, I I would I would probably I would agree with that. Um, you know, he had some pretty good ideas. Like some of those things are okay if you look at them in the right sense if you take them properly, you know, but if you take them literally, sometimes it's really, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope and, you know, it leads to other things. And, um, but I think like love is the law love under will. I mean, that's some pretty good, that's a pretty good statement, but then do what thou wilt is like, eh, you know, some people can take the first part and go nuts with it. Like that, you know, Timothy Leary does, you know, and then other people can focus on the second part, and do the love and the care and, you know, make families and, you know, promote more, think, morality I, in the world. 
Right, but I think his dictum, love under will, would be that you can decide who deserves. So it still puts the lima or the human will above all. And I think you could actually, and other, like you could go to Buddhism or Christianity, at least as taught by Christ, where you're just supposed to love even your enemies. So it's not even your will. If you're following what Christ said, you love everybody, you forgive everybody. Right. So it's it's distinctly different in his ideology. Yeah. But that and, sounds good. Yeah. I mean, and if you think about it in another way, like I said, if you think about it, in the, then love is the f- structural foundation that we build our will upon. So like if we didn't have love, then our will would be aimless and useless, you know, uh, it, you know, but that that's how I like to perceive it. You know, I'm not saying I'm not an apologist for Crowley. Like I know he's a psychopath and he, you know, the way that he kills a cat, is just disgusting enough for me. I don't even want to hear the rest. You know? So, but uh, you can read the show. You can read the notes to a magical record of the beast. A lot of his followers don't know about that. Oh, really? About the yeah. cat? Yeah. No, that's the different one. That's about the shot. That's about the pedophile. When he was a kid. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. The cat was when he was a kid. Right. But the show, the magical record of the beast is about, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. When he yeah. was at, when he was at the uh, Abbey at Palima. Oh, in Italy, where yeah, I saw the paintings downstairs in the basement, and I can only imagine those lit with candlelight and flickering. That shit must be really scary, and especially like high on mescaline and you know the other like the hashish and shit that they were taking, like and the rape, (laughs) the rape and whatever else to the branding and shit that was going on that we know Uh, about. Yeah, the rape by the goat. Um, Yeah, but no dark stuff. But I mean. Kenneth Anger went back there and cleaned the floor off and it was a magical floor. So he had made like a, Oh, like a circle. Kind of like, a... Yeah. Like a circle. Yeah. You can see it. I think I have that in children of the beast, but he went back and covered like, dude, it was all plastered over by a, a later owner, but uh, no wonder that stuff was still there. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, there's I... still, there's yeah. still magical people who go there, you know, they go there and they go to uh, what is it? Boleskin Manor too. They would go there to see all right. the crazy stuff. Have seen, burned down. Right, they burned down. They they rebuilt it, and now they're going to have a yoga studio there. And Crowley was doing yoga, and he, you know, the positions and stuff is would help for his uh, for his ritual. And that he told he said that uh, you wouldn't like that yoga is very important, I guess, for him and his practice. And now modern day yoga studio is going to be at this Bolskin Manor. I wonder if the the past rituals of the you know the uh what the hell did he do he did the he did the uh oh gosh uh yeah the it's like the there was a big one it, that it had to take a year yeah um no, yeah, yeah, yeah. abramelin abramelin yeah. yeah. abramelin the mage yeah that's and and then he just didn't even close the door he just like gave up on it like so that apparently that's charged with energy that's that's well, why he claims that there were like it. Yeah, there were like ghosts around that place. He supposedly released a bunch of ghosts, but that's what he says. He said he had a lot of spiritual uh, things. I mean, one of the things that makes you think that he had authentic spiritual events was the Lamb Alamantra working in um, in New York City at one Washington place when he was there, where he drew that alien, the gray-headed right. alien. Yeah, like that that gives him some type of like credibility like i mean because he said 
He was at Busada and raised another demon with Victor Newberg and all kinds, you know, all kinds right. of stuff. And witnessing supposedly had um, Iwas behind his shoulder dictating the Book of Law to him. Right. So, yeah. Some people said, like, is this all made up? Like, one of my first interviews actually was with Derek Gilbert. And he asked a really perceptive question that I still remember is that, did he make everything up? Was he just trying to become the head of the? It's actually a good question, you know. It's a really good question. I because I mean, he was MI six and all that. Yeah, right. I think he was probably involved. It was called the Secret Intelligence Service, but he probably was recruited right out of Cambridge. So that's probably where he became an intel agent for his whole life. Because he did. Wasn't he? he Wasn't he in occult orders at that stage, like Freemasonry or something? Yeah, he said he. I think it was Ghost Upon the Watch. I forgot the name of the book, but he was starting to get into a cult, into the occult there. And met somebody, and then he got um, into the Golden Dawn. But I think what was really curious is people say they know he was in the U.S. for World War One, but he traveled. There's actually a little piece of his history where he gathered up the rag, I think it was called the Ragtime Girls, and went to Russia in 1904. And that's where he got his ideas for the Gnostic mass was taking concepts from Orthodox Christianity and integrating it into his new religion. But if you remember at that time, there was all kinds of crazy destabilization taking place in Russia right around 1904 or five. I think it was 1905 was one of the first revolutions or first kind of civil war kind of events before World War I. So he was there. He was at places at very important times for the British Empire to get information yeah it makes sense to me that the british empire would employ somebody who would take on the persona of the beast to be that other like that far end of the spectrum you know they give us like we have alex jones and we have cnn like they're both owned by the same like you know higher up orders and it only makes sense that they would if they if they wanted to catch all the dark occult people and bring them into their fold of their greater death cult then they can have this puppet out to be the front man you know to gather together these people kind of like anton Levey gathers together the psychopaths that join the church of satan you know um it's and he can be out there doing debaucherous things and promoting all this stuff and then they can use his uh his um archetype for the Beatles and for Timothy Leary and for this further workings down the road. Like he's just an archetype now of this, this idea. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's credible. The, what isn't is that he didn't seem to ever have a fake, like it wasn't a fake persona. So he's always constantly practicing magic and writing books and spending his money. So like you, I mean, he could have been, faking the whole event of receipt of the book of the law a lot of people actually critique it actually myatt critiqued crowley's book of the law and said it's a direct ripoff of nietzsche's uh works which one that makes sense that makes sense so um and there uh, one of the translations he myatt says that crowley had to have read a specific translation of nietzsche because some of the words are the same um but I, that's a whole that's kind of a whole roster but that's i mean great. this is an interesting question about how authentic crowley was there was at the end of his life when he was in hastings 
staying at Netherwood, where a, a guy who was going to carry on his work, Grady McMurtry, visited him and said that some caroler showed, showed up and Crowley came out in a rage and told him to go to hell. Like he was really still a bastard. So I don't think, I think he did have a resolution. Well, he did get abused by his parents who were very religious and like, oh, and He's he went to that up. school. He, he was probably raped as a kid or whatever. Yeah, probably so. raped and beat up. I mean, he almost died in his, in his boarding school. So he was a product of like really harsh English, you know, boarding schools. For the elite, he was part of the elite. So you can see why he might have just said Christianity yeah. is punk. I'm going this other route. Right. Like it's just only natural for him because he to, to just snap into the evil and to, to want to be that. And it, it makes sense that, you know, these people at Oxford, wherever he went to school, I Cambridge. think it was Cambridge. Yeah. They, they recognized, Oh, this guy's a real psychopath. Let's use him. You know, they tap his shoulder while he's at the Freemason hall. And, you know, the rest the is history. Is that- yeah, he was definitely never part of the ruling elite. He never he was always more of just a pawn or somebody was moving him around to do stuff. But he admits in sense. his in, in his autobiography, like once America got that was the big challenge for the British Empire was to get the US in World War One and Two. And he said, Once the US got into the war, my work was done. I was and then there was no reason for him to stay in really in the US. Yeah. So well, all he, of his all of his evil magic and shit is is a way of in some way like changing the minds of the people of America to want to go to war. That's really in part in part satanifying yeah. the culture. You yeah, know? go back and look. I mean, his time in World War One very interesting. It was the Secret Agent, the Secret Agent Six 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 by Spence is the book I always read because that's the one where he Spence proved without doubt that he was an asset of the British empire because with the knowledge of the U S so the U S knew that he was a spook and he did all kinds of ridiculous stuff. He would go, he got in a boat in front of the statue of Liberty and ripped up his fake Irish passport or his fake (laughs) UK passport. And like it got, it was in the New York times. And so he was in kind of the literary world too. He's part of a, what is that magazine? He was writing for Equinox. um, or that was his thing. No, there were two two German ones that he kind of infiltrated. What was called the International. I can't remember the other one, but the other one was Vanity Fair. He was writing for Vanity Fair, which is still around today. Anyway, so I don't know where we got. We definitely are bouncing around, but the ONA is part of that whole thing. There may be a guy in the ONA who's trying to see who comes in and selects them, probably just like the Masons. You know, the head of the, I think the head of the, the what is it, the, the order, the Scots order is a member of the royal family, right? The head of the Masons in the UK is the Duke of York, I think, or was the Duke of York at one time. You ever heard that? You're muted. You're muted. Yes, I have heard that. And yeah, uh, that does connect. That puts the royal family in charge of the Freemasons and, you know, the, the, the Scottish right. It's kind of short. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, and then uh, you know Albert Albert Pike here in America was fully on board with their British aims, you know, uh, and then he satanified the culture with uh, the you know uh, KKK. Those yeah, that too, KKK as well, right? And the way that the Masons, uh, all those thirty three degrees 
takes the person through a stepwise progression of devolution into like, uh, you know, worshiping Lucifer, you know, uh, a light you, bringer, right? Yeah, right. There's a really interesting quote that Crowley had from Magic and Theory and Practice where he really was smart. He really distilled the cult orders and Satanism, where he says, let everybody know that Awas was the devil of this part of the starry universe. He's the Lord of initiation, the pandergine. So he's the androgine God. So he saw Lucifer as man and woman, which is very distinct from the Christian view. And that's kind of like the whole thing that a lot of people don't get about Lucifer is that he's a, uh, it's a woman and a man or like, it's like different aspects. The rebus, the combination of the both. Yeah. And, and I like so the way the Lilith like, and Samael were once together. And then they, you know, and, and which is why a lot of these occultists are bisexuals, right? So there are a lot of, yeah. there's like a lot of like, uh, yeah. Spectrum, whatever, sexuality, right. whatever. But I, there's and, I, that quote is, I have that in Prophet of Evil, but he really was a scholar of the occult. And I don't think that was fake. That wasn't something like a that's front true. that he was from yeah. the SIS. I mean, it's an important question. Go back to that question. Was he a fraud or was he interested in this? There's stuff before any time that he got involved in the intelligence agency of Victorian England, where the foundation of his war against Christianity and his his swinging pendulum to the other side took place before anybody from British intelligence got their hand on him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And if like his abuse as a kid, um, and if you look at the SRA, the way that they abuse their kids, like if you read like Kurth Barker or like he was, he's a, he grew up as a child in the, the generational uh, cult. And um, they, when he would go out, they would dress him up as a girl, you know, and they would use him as pet in pedophilia. They would film it. And he was like the famous victim of whatever he would sign photographs yeah kurth barker k-e-r-t-h yeah i'll, I'll send you some links or yeah something. that'd be great that'd be um, yeah it's fair and uh they they push the opposite of the natural onto the, the kid they gave him a girl's name so like when they're doing the rituals and when they're doing the bad shit he's uh kathy you know and when he's wow. like normal and, and he's at home with his regular family not with his bad uncle or whoever he's Kurth and he's wearing his boys clothes and shit. It's, wow. it's really a splits the mind, you know? Oh, that's um, crazy. So it makes sense that, you know, the, they do that to break down the, you know, the gender of, of the, the victim so that they can, and if you look at this transgender movement and they're trying to, you know, push like the woman in, in America, there, not a woman, the, the man dressed as a woman who is like the leader of the health something i forget her actual his, oh right yeah that it's a dude right yeah it's, it's a, a dude man. and he's yeah. dead like you know it, and um uh what the uh, there's a couple paul. of them in the biden administration yeah uh, a couple of these. rand paul was asking him uh would you be a, would you uh change the the sex of someone who's 11 years old and doesn't have a parent to agree to it and it, it, he wouldn't answer the question. 
And he kept saying, I'd be happy to go to your office and discuss this. And he says, no, tell me here on microphone in front of these people. And it, it wouldn't answer. It's so it, Ra- Rachel, it, it Levine. Would. Rachel, Rachel Levine. Levine. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Rachel Levine uh, says that it's okay to change the sex of an 11 year old who doesn't have a mind to, to conceive what it means to change your body like that. They can't, I mean, Here's obviously, the, thing, man. the genders are laid out in the chromosomes of each cell. Yeah, so exactly. you're only externally changing something. You want to know a fact about right. the transgender community, which I learned from Roberta Glass of the True Crime Report. She's a great. Lot of those, I love her. Yeah, yeah. Get, get this. 90% of the dudes that you see in a dress have not had their pork and beans cut off. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they are—they're really just a dude in a dress Perfect. saying he's a woman. Exactly, just they like so just I like what's know. his face that killed the people in that car accident on the cover of Vanity Fair, and he was so brave. What the oh, fuck? Right. Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 well, I want to know. You're really not transgendered. <laughs> if you're a dude, you're just a dude in a dress. You're a transvestite. Exactly. Right. You're not a they're, transgender. Right. You plan- t- show me proof on a, something from a doctor that you truly had a sex change right. operation and even that tra- is they're, still not because the chromosomes from, are still you know <laughs> they're getting away with fooling people because right. they plain are dress truly, yeah they're just playing dress yeah. up you're a transvestite right. i don't care if <laughs> yeah. you're a transvestite just say you're a transvestite you're exactly not really transgender right dude. but they're doing that because they're lifetime actors they're they're pushing this ideology yeah. they're putting this evil into the world so that people get it on tv like i mean no, it's bad it's it's yeah. i mean it's externalized satanism you could see it in that yes. way you can see that the yes. culture is luciferianism and it's right. not good and if you look at the beginnings of uh the you know the occult orders and these if you look at cybel and the cybel cult and she castrated attis and these people they worship her they castrate themselves and they dress up like women and they go and they whore themselves for the church and they're still around. There's people nullos in Italy or something. They just, it was in the news the other day. Like, you know, they, they cut it off and they feed it to each other. Like they cook it. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. I don't know that. Send me that. It's called Nullo. Yeah. N U L L O. Yeah. Tracy Twyman was on that thread. She was, well, she was still here. Yeah. She was looking into that. I just posted my old interview with her. Oh, God. God, Talk to God her. Bless her. I love her. Yeah. She's fantastic. And oh my God, her books too. She, yeah. Her friends, <laughs> or she had some very curious friends who were close to the Church of Satan, right? I'm not sure about her friends. Okay. I don't know so much. I thought that she knew a guy named um I thought it was Zena LeVay married Shrek. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. He quit the Church of Satan. Okay, now he he's a transcendental meditation he does transcendental okay. meditation he's that's a buddhist right. monk now oh, good. he's trying oh. to help the human race yeah that's it's good. crazy he's like evolved What's the other guy? there was another yeah there was another kind of neo-nazi guy who was in the church of satan who's in that creek his name i thought i saw a picture of Earl there with his, uh, hmm. well yeah i can't I, I can't speculate but you know people can change you know and uh good you know, good for him i'm glad that he was good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's on. He's got still got radio. He still talks on the radio sometimes. Gives interviews, and you might be able Isn't to find it, some. Uh, his wasn't name it radio is Radio uh, Werewolf. Radio Werewolf was his band. Yeah, he had a band, Radio Werewolf, and that was about aonic change. 
they were trying to push like a the wolf the 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 beast mentality to you know yeah that was that was some stuff but you know he's moved on from there i'm glad of that i'm again i'm not apologizing for him like i am my own person i'm an individual you know yeah right i know uh, that he was um who was these other characters there's yeah i guess he's involved in buddhism i don't know Right. Trying to remember who his friends were. Zena Levey is also Buddhist too. She got better. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's done with that stuff too. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Well, anyway, um, and it's it, like it's a, like I said, like uh, with the ONA, it's almost an infection. It's like a, you know, they're not born a psychopath. Only very few people are born psychopaths, and so like it takes an unlearning, and like separation from the cult. And like, you know, our natural self will, will come about again. Like you can't suppress your true nature forever, you know, and a Satanist is suppressing the love and the care, you know, within themselves to do all these nasty things. And you can't do that forever. You know, like you've got to grow as a person. I think that that's only natural. And uh, I'm glad of that. I'm sure some people are true psychopaths, like, Michael Aquino, I'm sure, is a true psychopath, you know, and some others that we, you know, there's a whole list. But, um, you know, there's always hope, I think, for people. Yeah, you know? I mean, the best thing is to get away from all that stuff. I'm trying to right. remember what this guy's name is. It's not my Man, I wish that Tracy had gotten away from those people. They were, I think what? she was murdered, I think. I think that that was an attack. And they were attacking her computer. They were, she was scared. She was visibly scared saying it to people. I feel bad for her kid, her son. Yeah. Yeah. She was messing with the wrong ones. Like she was like the pedophiles on YouTube. She was like, they were, they were putting children doing gymnastics and they would put timestamps on when you could peek at a nipple or some shit. And she like followed into these, these groups and kept looking and, she, you know, there was a uh, uh, a uh, campground uh, that she was looking into, a green leaf campground. Wasn't she in um, Oregon? Uh, yeah, I think she was in like Portland area. Yeah, and um, and that's kind of a den of the beast, you know. I mean, this that whole area up there. There's a lot of unless you're in the woods, it's nice. There's but, a lot of paganism and a lot yeah. of, kind of occultism too. Yeah, it wasn't that right. weird? um donut place up there donut uh, oh right yeah there's a lot i mean that whole area is uh like even up in Man- vancouver there's like um there's uh you know restaurants named mammon you know and they got and they got like symbols everywhere like you know the the eye and um but it's basically there if you if you've ever heard jay parker i don't know if you're familiar with jay parker That's familiar Sounds very he, familiar. he grew up as a generational uh, victim of the cult. His parents were um, in the cult. And, uh, and he, he speaks about how, I mean, his mom uh, said that there is a, there are at least 10% of the population of America is them. Is generational Satanists. Really? 10%. Yeah. That's a huge number. Yeah. That's, it's huge. Surprising. that's like 30 million people. 
Yeah. And like they, you know, when JFK got killed, they looked at each other and nodded. They're like, yeah, that was us. Yep. And like, he was a kid, you know, like listening to the parents oh, talk like that. Um, you should really look into him. He's great. You should get him on your show. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Send me that information. Yeah, Jay Parker. I'll give you God, some I wish I could remember the guy's name that she was a twin was associated with. Wasn't her, born her books kind of pretty much all occult related? Yeah. She does a lot of occult related stuff. Um, but she's exposing it, you know, she's like an investigator reading into it. And um, one of the, I'm actually reading her Baphomet book right now where she like investigated and pulled up new information about the, the temple of, uh, or the, the Knights Templar and like um, these uh, relics that are in museums. She had things translated and she's really, she was doing great work just trying to understand it, you know, the phenomenon of it. And I think she was a true hearted you know, light person, you know, not into the dark occult. I think she just had an inquisitive mind and she was learning about how Baphomet taught the Templars how to do fractional reserve banking, you know, and like she was trying to understand the pieces of why, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I relate to that. I'm doing the same thing. Like I look into the dark occult a lot. Um, you know, I'm acquainted with, uh, ex, satanists you know mark passio is uh like i'm i'm on his network and i'm he's a he's a fine individual who's doing great work in the world like real work trying to help people to get better you know and uh and that you know those and i've met him and i've hung out and partied with him like i know what like he's true and what he's doing is real it's not like some act and uh I'm sure that, uh, and he's trying to like expose, um, you know, the, the reality of, of the evil that we have to, oh, there she is. Yeah. Oh yeah. She had, uh, she had an order where she would like do like a Ouija boards and shit. Yeah. Who's that guy, bald guy. What's his name? I don't know. That guy is a a temple Satan guy. Right. That makes sense. And I see the necklace on the, the, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she did, uh, apparently like in the book, she talks about it, how she, uh, contacted Baphomet by accident and he was like trying to get her to do stuff and to start her own order and to like start rules. And she, he was trying to like give her instructions and she was like, no. And she went against it. And then, and then that was, that interested her into learning more about Baphomet and going down that rabbit hole. And then, she and Alex Rivera wrote a book, Baphomet. It's the really guy's name was Boyd Rice. So she had some association okay. with Boyd Rice. That Boyd guy, Rice. Yeah. he had, a, I think he had a little bit of a Nazi fixation too. <laughs> yeah, they all, it seems like <laughs> that's they, that goes back to the eugenics again. Like they want yeah. to cull, culling, you know, and they, they revere Hitler for doing such a good job of it, even though like Mao and Stalin did a much Stalin better job. Really up. <laughs> yeah. Now I think killed sixty million people. I think it was at off least charged. Yeah. Right, exactly. Just the slaughter. Yeah, and he employed young students that didn't know what they were doing to do all the violence, just like this Adam Waffen is twenty-year-old people. You know, they're the even just thing. like the military. And same also, thing in Cambodia, bro. Cambodia right, gave exactly. it to cause the fourteen-year-old kids. Right. Yeah. Pol Pot. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's where real communism ends up every time. It's like, I wish, I wish these people would wake up and like, see 
you know, that collectivism is not the answer. You know what I mean? Like they think that they can use the state to push their goals, but then once it's done, like then they're victims too. You know, the state eats everybody and they, you know, it's total evil. Go look at Pol Pot. I mean, go look at Mao and uh, Stalin. The guys they came up with, they killed all of them. Like right. almost all the people that Stalin came up yeah. with, the theorists and stuff, eventually right. they were done in. And yeah. the same thing with Mao. Like you can yeah. see the pictures, Mao and like <laughs> 10 other communists. And then 10 years, they were all the other communists were gone and Mao. Was yeah. Yeah. Stalin would erase them from the newspaper. Yeah. You know, oh. yeah. And like, and look at Pol Pot would, would murder you if you had, if you had eyeglasses, because that means you could read. <laughs> so yeah kill them throw them in the pit you they know, were homes. trying to make a classless society of peasants that's really right. if you go back and look through what they did they yeah. kicked everybody out of uh what was the name of the main city there they could like the bourgeois all had to go and, right. and dig ditches and die and just be shot it was just right. i mean a third of the population died this is yeah, fairly man. recent i mean it was like in the 70s or 60s and this is right after they confiscated the guns they confiscated the guns right before they went and did all that shit. And like, it's, it, it, it's all a plan. Like it all happens. Like we, if we're awake to history, we can see it happening again. It's like, it's obvious. Oh yeah. Well, they're taking that freedom now. Oh, well, they want to make us not be able to talk to each other. And Oh, you know, they want to take away our freedom to travel between each other right. to speak freely. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. What they do, what they're doing in Canada is off the charts. So they created it's those emergency powers. And then the girl from the World Economic Forum comes in and says, we're going to make these permanent. And, <laughs> we're, yeah. Yeah, and we're coming after everybody, every trucker who came in. And they're the liberals. Right. right? So they're like supposed to be representing the working I class. Know. They're going to drive those people into nothingness, yeah. man. They're going to drive their right. faces into the mud. That's what unless they stand about. up, man. Unless they stand up and say no, man. I fucking hope so. I really, I hope they have at least, at least they let's hope they don't run away and they fucking make them carry them away and bring them to court and all that stuff. Like at least make them spend the energy. Like stand I mean, your ground. How can they go I hope they stand their ground. How can they go after all of them? It's got to be like right. how many how many thousands of people are there? Exactly. You know, yeah. at a certain point, you're just like this. Uh, it's not possible. Right. Not and possible. they, you know, they, and with the few amount of cops, they, I, I heard that they had invited every cop from Canada to descend and the ones that follow orders went and did, you know, they it took all the cops in Canada just to do that shit in Ottawa. What if everybody in Canada said, no, <laughs> there's not enough cops. I, you know? How many people are really for the state? I mean, I would, I would be scared if I was Trudeau. Right. Exactly, because like, I mean, most people are like, "Why don't you just give them medical freedom and just go home?" Exactly, forcing Why doesn't, Yeah, because his World Economic Forum owners they tell him do this, and he says, "Okay." <laughs> you know? Did you ever see him make his loyalty oath to the Queen? No, I'll have to yeah, see you, that. Yeah, go on YouTube, and when he became uh, Prime Minister, he went through this slavish loyalty oath to the queen you are my queen i dedicate Ugh. myself to you 100 percent. i will never uh not be obedient i, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if i can find yeah. it <laughs> yeah and it, it's funny because they keep telling us that the queen is just a figurehead well she doesn't mean anything she's just rich 
whatever. She doesn't do anything or influence the world in any way. And I'm like, she's the largest landowner on the world, on the planet. Like she works in cahoots with the Vatican, like to like destroy the world. Like, I mean, come on, you guys. Like, they, they, the, all of that land, my understanding is that all of that land is um, really a, just a leasehold of her land. So you, you can so-called buy it. But it's really her. She can always take it back. Take it back. Yeah. 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 So that's that right there is more power than any of the parliament members can presume that they have. You know. Let's let's uh, hear the let's hear the justice. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I can't hear it. Did you share the sound? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her (laughs) Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada, her heirs and successors. So help me God. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do solemnly and sincerely swear that I shall be a true and faithful servant to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II as a member of Her Majesty's Privy Council for Canada. I will in all things to be treated, debated and resolved in Privy Council, faithfully, honestly and truly declare my mind and my opinion. I shall wow. secret all matters committed and revealed to me in this capacity or that shall be secretly treated of in Council. Generally, in all things, I shall do as a faithful and true servant ought to do for Her Majesty. So help me God. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do solemnly and sincerely promise and swear that I will truly and faithfully, and to the best of my skill and knowledge, execute the powers and trusts reposed in me as Prime Minister. So help me God. <laughs> his uh, supposedly his election was fixed too of course so yeah that re that yeah of course it was right. everybody hates him but i mean that way nobody's all mad at the queen they're all mad at him by proxy you know he's there he's she's his tentacle his, she's his tentacle his uh you know he's her tentacle of of the greater octopus and but did, did you notice that part where he says, I will keep secret everything yes. that's spoken to me in the Privy Council? So he's right. literally telling her and the public that he's not going to tell them stuff that he's had in her Privy Council. Right. So when they talk to her, he's just going to keep his mouth shut and just dictate right. to the people. It tells you everything, man. It's right, <laughs> right <there>. exactly. <laughs> and the Privy Council are the people so uh welcomed by the queen they're welcome to be in the bathroom with her the privy there you know like that's the the toilet the groom of the, 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 groom of the stool yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. i'm sure he stool. i'm sure he'd be jumping at the chance trudeau would love that <laughs> we don't need to get into that it's anyway. a really strange world look right. I, we're at the two hour mark my my goodness, I'm sorry. This was great, and I yeah, appreciate so much. Thank you for joining us and enlightening us and giving us your your My experience, pleasure. your knowledge. Um, thank well, you. 
I would like to offer you the opportunity to come and talk with me about some of your uh, movie analysis. So awesome. Let's try thank to set you. that up. I am very uh, excited to do so. Uh, thank cool. you so much. Awesome. All right, John. Awesome. Cheers. Uh, cheers.